Hey guys, welcome to Electronic Dance Money, your number one business resource for making money as electronic musicians and producers. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Electronic Dance Money. I'm your host, Christian Casido. We've got a good episode. I've got a new guest to bring on, Mike D'Alessandro, also known as Mike Vaughn. Mike does a number of things. He also he does help write some blogs for Envious Audio. So re- more recently, what was the last blog that you you did was it the 1001 track list one i think it was the 1001 track list okay that was yeah. a, okay with well, okay. with evan Sachs, yeah 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 with evan which evan Sachs, he's the one that created 1001 track list right he did not create it but he's like one of the leading marketing guys for them <clears throat> the gotcha okay guys. gotcha okay he's been with them from like the beginning though correct yeah he's been he's been with them for a long time yeah okay i think uh, 2012 or 2014 how long is 1001? Okay, I mean, by most everyone listening to this fucking episode has probably read the title. I say this over and over again. So we're talking about 1001 track list today because it's like, it's, you know, it's funny. Like, I know how valuable it is just by talking to you. That article you wrote, which I'll put that in the show notes. I highly suggest everyone goes and checks out that article because fuck me, is it so good? But. And I, I still feel like 1,000, this is what, what I find interesting, 1,001 track list is like still a relatively, I don't Under, know, underutilized tool. Yeah, underutilized and like no one, Yeah, I don't hear producers talking about it, yet the biggest producers and the biggest DJs are using it. So it's it's a funny thing where that it, I I feel like that's a very rare thing where you've got like these huge artists that use this tool, but smaller producers have no idea about it. Yeah, and the crazy thing is is um, it's at such a forefront in the music industry, in at least the dance music industry. It, it's so important, and you know I think. If when you go from being a producer who or a DJ even going from not using 1001 tracklist to using 1001 tracklist that that already raises your game. Right. The yeah. day I started using 1001 tracklists, my music got incrementally better. Let's and I mean gonna, my marketing improved everything. Right. We're we're gonna, we're about to get into it, but first, I mean, let's get into your background a little bit and I'd like you to just kind of let us know who you are. Who is Mike Vaughn? How did you get into electronic dance music? When did you start producing? What's what has that journey been from start to finish? Because you've been working in working in the industry as a producer, specifically just mostly as a producer for years now. So, like, tell us about that. How did you get into music? How did you start producing? And where are you currently at now? Yeah, so I'm. Uh, I think I'm coming up on seven years in in dance music and um i i honestly grew up like i actually actually detested dance music i couldn't stand it i'm like this this isn't music i don't believe any of this and um one year it was it was new year's eve and martin garrix had played the new year's eve show and i'm like yo 
this sounds so stupid dope. I think he played uh, in the Name of Love live, and it was Future Bass, and I'm like, this is sick. This is just awesome. And I, I may have or may not have acquired a DAW through uh, scandalous means. Like most and producers. Most producers who start like off, most it's producers. like, yeah, it's, you go and get FL Studio, and you torrent it, and just download it and fuck yeah, around. Like, for me, it was Logic it just 9. Found its way, I, I tore it to found Logic its way 9. on my computer. Yeah. I don't even know how. I have, yeah, who, who fucking knows? <laughs> yeah, I, some guy got on my computer. Uh, it was all, all an ordeal. But, um, you know, since then, I've, I've really fallen in love with progressive house music, Future House, Future Bounce, and just a lot of the stuff that's kind of, you know, still big in the festival scene right now. And just over the last few years, I've been working on music. I've released on Future House Cloud, and that's you know probably the the biggest label I've worked with so far. I've been supported by a couple big artists: music by Lucas Severman, Kubrick, and uh, oh shit, you were supported yeah, by Kubrick? Yeah, Calvo, Kubrick. There's one or two other big ones I can't think of off the top of my head, but dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea you were supported by Kubrick. That's so funny. Kubrick is fucking sick, dude. I used to. When I had my own radio show back in like fuck, 2015 through 2017 or so, I played Kubrick all the fucking time. So it's funny to hear like if I were if I got supported by Kubrick, I'd be shitting bricks like, oh, my God. So that's crazy. I had no idea. you. Were yeah. Supported by Kubrick. The, the craziest thing is, is when I got supported by Kubrick, like and this is actually going to segue really perfectly into into a later section of the show. I, uh, we have something that I mentioned earlier. I only found out because of song stats. It's it's really cool. I have a lot of cool stories about uh, 1001 track lists and song stats that we can get into, and it's just it's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So okay, let's. I mean, well, let's get into it because we'll see how. I I think this will be a decently long episode. We'll we'll see how it goes. But I I've got a lot of questions about 1001 track lists because I still feel like I I haven't done enough thorough research. To the, the extent of my knowledge has pretty much come from the article that you wrote for Envious Audio, which was a great article. It's a great introduction, and I think this is going to be a great introduction. And you get a little... The thing about the article that you're not going to get with this podcast is you get Evan Sachs' insights into what 1001 Trackless is, what they're trying to do, what they've been about. So you get that like insider information from the company. So... After you listen to this, I strongly suggest you go to the show notes, find the article there, and go read it because it's a fantastic read. But for the time being, yeah, a lot, of, just, a lot of quotes from big DJs too. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and jump into what the fuck is one thousand and one track list? Like coming from someone who doesn't know much, but should probably know as much as possible about it. What is the shtick with it? So. Basically, 1001 track lists, from what I understand from, you know, speaking with Evan, you know, looking into the site, working with the site for years now, is it's the most comprehensive and well-devised user. There, there's a phrase for it. Basically, it's a database for all the music that's played in festivals, radio shows, and all sorts of stuff like that. And it's purely driven by the community. It's a community-driven database are uh, chronicling all the music that's been played by major artists and even smaller artists on their radio shows. So it's the one of the most effective ways to show how your music has performed in clubs or by professionals, you know? Okay. 
Now, here, here's a quick question. I, I don't know because this gets a little deeper into kind of the technology itself, so I'm not sure if you're going to have the answer, but it, it's is the way this is tracked since it's community based. Does that mean that, like, let's say I'm at a festival and I'm watching, I don't know, fucking Seven Lions playing a set and I hear him, I recognize a song that he plays from another artist. Can I go on 1001 track list and essentially report that he played that track? Or is this stuff that's like, is the database connected to like Recordbox where it can detect, okay, they, you know, Recordbox sees that this artist played this track and it sends that data to 1001 track list? So, in the track list thing that I have done, basically what you do is, in my case, I, I released a couple of radio show episodes. And whenever I release a radio show episode with all my supports, I, um, I'll upload it to Mixcloud, YouTube, SoundCloud, whatever. And then I will gather all the timestamps of all the tracks that I played. I'll upload the media file to 1001 Tracklist. And then I'll upload the tracklist into the database. And basically it'll separate all the tracks out and I'll credit one play for each of those tracks. And basically, okay. yeah, it's just, it's just you know, all hand input stuff. You have to have... In my case, I needed to have three individual DJ supports, three separate individual DJ supports to get credentials to post track lists. But um, I think there are other ways as well. There are guys who have like 100,000 tracks ID. It's crazy. You as an artist need to get track listed before you can start posting your own track lists or you need to post verified track lists before. So I think there's more than one way to go about it. But in my instance... In my case, I needed to have my music supported multiple times before I could get verified okay. by the 1001 tracklist team. But I think you can also do, you can verify IDs or you can identify IDs in certain sets, and that might also get you credentialed. I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, interesting. So you could go through on 1001 tracklist and see IDs and be like, oh, I know what track this is, and essentially and name it for the community and credit it to a producer. And that could, in theory, maybe could get you verified. But okay, I see. I see what you're saying, though. As it, so, this means that, like, basically, now, now, how do you get? How do you? What's the verification process on 1001 Tracklist? Like, do you register an account and then go on there and claim if people have, you know, basically credited credited you for someone else playing your track? How how do you take claim over that artist's name? Okay, so you know what I I don't actually know that specific detail because when i did it myself it was it was foggy right so i had an account i had mike von dj as my account name on 1001 track list and this was earlier where i was still trying to build radio supports or or you know dj supports for my music so i had got a bunch of support and then you reach out to the 1001 track list team over facebook or email or something and then they'll confirm or deny whether or not you're you're eligible for the for the track list capability and they set it up, and I, you know, I said, hey, my artist name is XYZ, this is my account name, um, I have this many supports, and then they just unlocked it for me, and then I was good to go. Gotcha, okay, okay. So it, it, it almost sounds similar like Spotify for Artists, where it's like you have to connect your yeah. Spotify account with yeah. your artist your name. distributor. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay, that makes sense, that makes sense. So you gotta ultimately reach out to them. Now, can you search for your name on there if you're not registered? Like if people have already ID'd you? So if people have uh, track listed your music and you're trying to see who's played it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, absolutely. All you have to do really is go on 1001 track lists, and there's just a search bar. You can search by DJs, track lists, sources, tracks, record labels, even artists in general. And you can just, you know, find everything you need to know. I mean, if I looked my name up right now. You're pretty much relying on other let's let's say you want to I, I mean i'm sure this is how people can see okay i've been supported and that's that's where you you know people add that to like their bio on instagram or facebook or support by XYZ. right and it's a huge huge deal in the industry honestly no it is yeah getting support from and like ha saying that you've had you you've been supported by a specific artists just it adds so much more credibility to your name and the crazy thing with 1001 tracklist is i think we said this early on is that people don't understand the value that it presented from this and like i said going from not using it to using it just made a really big impact on my music well in i'm general, sure it I also it, it plays a pretty big role in your like motivation too because there's this thing with a lot of producers where like i've talked about in the past i've talked about it with you and i've talked about i've just i've talked about it constantly where producers a lot of the times they don't feel like they're progressing like the the rate of progression doesn't feel as good as they want it to. Right. So this quantifies your progress. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, you you have stream count, but personally, I think stream count doesn't doesn't do much for me because it's so it's so shaky with stream yes. count nowadays. I mean, you can have botted yeah. streams, and I've seen record labels who do botted streams, and. It's, it's sketchy. Yeah. It's really sketchy, man. I agree. I, I could see the industry going in this sort of space where, it, I, honestly, this would probably, this is, ideally, this is, like, the best thing to focus your energy on. Fuck streams. I've said that in the past. Like, and a lot of people do focus on streams, but this is something that you should probably focus more of your time on because it, it does, it, like you say, it quantifies legit progress where it's like, holy fuck, I'm supported by this many DJs. And when you see that continuous support by them, your name is constantly in front of their face. It's constantly in front of, in their mind. And this just gives you so much more opportunity for potentially working with that artist. Or if they have a record label, they're going to be more interested in signing your track because the label owner is literally playing your tracks. Why wouldn't they want to sign it? So there's right. There's way more opportunities to be to be found when you're when you see this legit success and i should say su support from these artists now i i what what i wanted to mention before was you're you're kind of reliant on the fact that these bigger artists or bigger producers who you do want to be supported by are putting their their tr their their set lists on 1001 track list correct like they're reporting okay i'm playing this festival this is what my hour-long set is looking like here are my timestamps, and they're uploading that how many of those big artists are actually doing that? Is there quite a few? Or is it still uh, like is it still hit or miss? To be honest, I mean, yeah, there's it's it's comprehensive. It's a very comprehensive site. I mean, I'm gonna go off the list of people I know right off the top of my head. Like Mike Williams has a really huge radio show. His radio show gets chronicled every episode. Martin Garrix's show every episode, Don Diablo every episode. Does Hardwell? I'm sure Hardwell's yeah. is on there. But basically, even, you know, when Garrix goes and plays Lollapalooza or EDC, that'll get chronicled. Like, the the, the big festival sets will get chronicled, guaranteed. Honestly, I think most festival sets probably do. It just depends on whether or not there's, like, an easy way to track list it, you know? Whether that's a playback or um or live, you know? 
yeah, there. I mean, and this just also drives home how important like radio show support, like like producers should be. I mean, you should be fucking emailing all of your tracks to a, a personal promo list that you're building, especially to artists that have radio shows, because though I mean, these are that that's how you're gonna. My point being, why this should be such a bit bigger focus than streams is that it's so much more difficult. For, this is sourced. This, I'm sorry to cut you off. This is this is sourced music by quote unquote professionals. So it's like you're looking for a watch. You go to a guy who sources watches, and he finds you the best watch. Like this is this is from a professional's viewpoint. This isn't some regular guy who went on Amazon and saw a uh, a G-Shock watch. Like <laughs> this guy's buying you uh, like a fossil or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a great analogy. And, and when you think about it as an artist, when you're promoting your music and trying to market it, it's so fucking hard to do it. It's not easy. It's not easy to come up with a really solid promo plan, test it out, market your music, and get the streams that you want by yourself. It's doable. You can definitely do it, but it's very difficult. It's a little bit easier to build a solid promo list, and especially if you have really good tracks, send it to the right artists. And those artists support it and play it on their radio show. Sure, you might not get the actual physical stream count, but you might be getting in front of tens of thousands, if not millions of more people than you otherwise would have if you were just trying to promote your Spotify account and get the streams yourself. And there, I mean, there's there's been so many times I've listened to radio shows where I'm like, who the fuck is this artist? And I go look at the set list and I go, oh, my God. And I look that person up on Instagram or Facebook and I start following them. And immediately they, I became a fan because I heard their track on a radio show. So it's a lot easier to get those fans and get those people really interested in your music when their biggest, their, mo- their favorite artist is supporting you. Way easier to get them on your side than if you're just trying to go to, let's say, some random, you know, you're running a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad to a random fucking person that has no idea. Think top of funnel, right? Top of funnel, it's hard. They have no idea who you are. They don't give a shit. You'll, you'll be able to convert some of those people, but it's way easier when someone's already listening to a radio show and you have a track that's supported by their favorite artist and it sounds similar to their favorite artist. It's like they're already a warm lead and all they have to do is go to YouTube or 1001 track I'm sure most of them aren't you know most fans aren't going to 1001 tracklist but they're probably looking up the set list on YouTube or wherever and they can find out who the artist is and go follow you and they're already interested so the value of that support getting that support and being able to like verify that support is just there there's so much more weight in it i think it it also goes uh, a long way to say like i think the majority of people who are arguably super fans of dance music like if you're a really big fan of of dance music you are probably using 1001 tracklist because really yeah because i think in dance music i mean i think it goes for show that in like rock music if you see your favorite band live they aren't playing unreleased music most likely they're playing their recent album or their their hits yeah yeah like DJs play unreleased music all the time and it doesn't even and it's not even just regular unreleased music they're playing bootlegs they're playing mashups they're playing things that will never be officially released and people want to know what that is and this is the place where you go to find it like if if Brooks dropped a uh, a mashup 
of a track and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I wanna I wanna find this. You go to one thousand one tracklist. It's a genius idea. Now how when was one thousand one tracklist created? Because you said they've been doing it. I mean, they've been doing this since like twenty twelve. Yeah, I think twenty twelve is the ballpark on that. Jesus, I can fact check that. I had sure. no idea. I mean, I started. That's like around the time that I start. That's that's when I started producing music. So I've been in the industry for a decade now, and I had no fucking idea that they were even a thing. But on the same token, they they exploded in recent yeah. years. Their Instagram's um, fucking huge, too. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot in part due to Evan Sachs. I mean, he's he's brilliant, you know, business-wise. Him and I talked a lot of, you know, marketing and branding development. And, I mean, they've done just a, a really phenomenal job. And, actually, this is something really cool that I, I just learned as of six seconds ago. 1001 track lists have track lists from as early as 2001. Holy shit. The Tiesto at Extrema Outdoor Netherlands, July 21st, 2001. Wow. So someone went through and was like, this is this track, this is this track. That's crazy. Wow. I, I didn't know that. That's insane. Damn. Damn, that's impressive. And this is all, this is all from, what's it called? The fan sourcing, you know? It's all from the community. Now, there's, okay, I, I want to get into, the next part I want to get into is there's a ranking system for producers on, on the site, correct? Correct, yes. Okay, what does that ranking system look like? Because this is where, this is where it becomes even more, like, this is where you can really start to see how vitally important 1001 Trackless is and g just getting supported is. Because if there's a ranking system based off of how much you're being supported, this opens you up to not just more fans seeing you but bigger and bigger producers also seeing your name and supporting you in their own sets and it just can cascade from there so go into what the ranking system looks like and how they kind of how they do that ranking so there's several ways that they'll do this at the end of the year they'll do the 101 top producers so basically they'll categorize them into newcomer overall and a bunch of other categories and based on how many supports you get that will place you in that top 101 producers or even top 101 tracks, right? So I would say last year it was probably um, A Craze, Do It To It. That was probably the number one played track. And then maybe a couple of years ago it was Losing It by Fisher, just based on supports alone, right? So over the course of the rest of the year, on the main page of 1001 track lists, you have top overall tracks, top newcomers, trending tracks, most heard tracks, most saved Spotify tracks. Basically, you can just go through this. I mean, top newcomer tracks right now, um, Mark Bale and Kuba and Nitan, or the Kuba and Nitan edit is on Hexagon. That's the top newcomer track. It has 62 supports right now. Wow, it's actually rolling really hot right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just a crazy way to see like how fast something's going. And it's crazy because I've had tracks that were playlisted or, or track lists that are supported. and like the next week it got like six plays and i assume it was from the one play i got before because i hadn't done any promo mailing since you know so you get one support you get five supports then you get 25 supports right yeah it just multiplies from there yeah that can that can happen that can spread like wildfire with with you so if if you become a verified artist on 1001 tracklist like you said you know you got supported by a few people and they id'd your track and you could email them get verified they set up your account does that mean 
that if you upload your own track list, set list, or whatever, the you count as a support. Like you, you're an official. Ver- so you're when you play someone's track and you report that, that counts as a support for someone. Correct, and that plays a huge factor into what you talked about earlier. You know how if a record label's artist supports your track, the record label's more likely to say, hey, we know this person. On the same token, like what you do on the NBS Audio Instagram, you post the weekly tracks every week. If you were verified on 1001 track lists, or if you sh- if you had like a radio show on 1001 track lists and you support it every week, record labels would take notice, you'd get added to promo lists. This is, this is the official way for record labels to determine, are DJs playing this track? Yeah, I, yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Damn. Okay, now with the rankings, so with those rankings, are they updated weekly, monthly? I actually, I don't know at what rate they're updated, but I'm sure there are search parameters. I would assume weekly is a, a good, ah, uh, hold on. This chart displays how many unique DJs played a track within the last 21 days. Only tracks that have been played, or have been first played within the last 21 days are counted updated hourly. Gotcha. Okay, so it's basically like a three three week kind of update. What's like been the biggest thing that you've learned or like that's helped you out the most with one thousand one track list? I mean, outside of obviously like knowing who supported you, but is there anything else that you recognize has just helped you out shit immensely with your music? It's it's really interesting because when obviously I write music, um, I mean you've seen my process, you've seen my my pre-finished product and my finished product you've seen every step of my production right so when you find a reference track for your your music and you're you know referring to it mix wise you know concept wise and all that that's a great way to utilize 1001 track list you take your reference track you see who supports that reference track and you can just send to all the people that have already supported that reference track if it's the same like vibe and same energy same genre you're one step ahead because that means those radio shows are supporting that kind of music so I have the Future Wave track that I've been working on that I've showed you a couple times, and I have a reference track. So once I'm ready to go with that track, I will look up that reference track. I will scan through all the supports. I'll send it to all those radio shows and hope for the best. Do artists have individual profiles that you can like click on? And is there a ranking system within artist profiles where you can see their most supported tracks or like their email and that, that sort of information? So email, I'm not sure of, but basically I just looked myself up here. It'll tell me my most played tracks ever, total plays. So it has my most played tracks in uh, all my collaborations, all that. Um, last track lists with my tracks in them. Okay. And as well as my most recent track lists where I have performed. Mm-hmm. So Is that, can you, you, can you look up any artists though and look at that info? Oh for, yeah. Okay. As long as, as long as they're on the database right. yeah that's so crazy and plus it has your spotify link your soundcloud your facebook your apple music twitter wow i don't even, i don't even know how they have my twitter that's kind of scary <laughs> they're I watching should probably you. i should i should probably deactivate <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's on your personal twitter <laughs> <laughs> no it's not that's that's anonymous <laughs> good as it should be <laughs> anyways yeah that extensive data is really interesting because you can I mean, finding ways, are, are there any other ways you found that you can use that data to get, because the reference thing is so smart. To be able to take a reference track, look that up, see what radio shows and artists are supporting that, and then just emailing it to them being like, this will probably get supported by them. If it's, you know, if, if you're confident in it, 
that's an easy way to get support. Because again, there's there's nothing that sucks more as an artist than finishing a track, finishing finishing a track and being like, now what? I guess I'll send it yeah, to the yeah. Right. I guess I'll send it to these artists. I have no fucking idea. And, and pray and pray. Yeah, and pray instead of like strategizing. And that's what we talk about in the show all the time. It's like you have to strategize your shit if you want to be a successful producer. You 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 can try to get lucky. It's fucking hard getting lucky. But if you can strategize in ways like this, where you can get the extra edge. And be like, okay, th- I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look up this reference track. I'll find these artists, and they'll probably want to support it if my track is good enough. But is there anything else that you've been able to find that has really helped out? Because that's a really smart way of using that, using that site that I never even would thought of. Yeah, it's it's crazy because you can a similar vein to using the reference track to find radio shows to send to. You can just search by genre. You can just search radio shows by genre, and you can search through charts and the hot track lists and all sorts of stuff like that. And you can find who's pulling the most plays and, you know, in your genre and progressive house, feature house, drum and bass, you know, whatever. And then you could start to work from there and, you know, build the promo list that you have, and you could start to categorize it and set up. And it's just, it really is such a vital asset. I, I can't stress it enough that it's, it's something people should be watching all the time. And what's even more brilliant is how Evan and the whole 1001 Tracklist team built this app called Songstats. Yeah, I wanted to, direct, to yes, I wanted to get into Songstats because I to no fucking integrate idea. with 1001 Tracklist. So the reason Songstats is awesome and I have a personal anecdote that I think is really cool and this this should really tell people how big this is. So one of my good friends, he signed to a bunch of the record labels. Zero Cool, I think he signed to Crider's record label. He, he's, he's done a lot of Tech House, Tribal House stuff. So he messages me yesterday, and this is really funny. We were going to talk about this the other day, but instead we waited until today, so now we have to get this story. <laughs> so he messages me, and he's like, bro, will you believe this? And I'm like, I only looked at the preview. I didn't look at the picture yet. So I, I could go in, and it's a screenshot of his song stat saying, Tiesto played your track. No way. He got supported in October of last year. He didn't find out till yesterday. No. Yeah. How did he find out? Because Songstats sent him a push notification because he downloaded the app. Oh my god. So so Songstats Okay, so you you download Songstats Songstats as an app on your phone and then do you just log in with your like 1001 track list? account info i think it's i think it's with your spotify your spotify okay uh sorry no no you link you create your account you link it with your profile okay but you can link it to 1001 track list like it's all routed well together. no 1001 track list will just know based off your spotify okay okay so if your spotify gets a, a support it'll send it to you interesting okay damn i don't know how it works but it's a lot of data fetching yeah. and it's impressive yeah how did he support him? Was it in a set? Was it in a radio, radio show? Radio show. Jesus Christ. I think I think his radio show is called Club Work, maybe. Now, did he not look up on, like, 1,000? Was that not reported on 1,001 Tracklist? Is there a reason why so, he didn't see it so, earlier? Uh, no, I'm sure, I'm sure it was reported. Mm-hmm. It's possible that it could have been identified way later. Okay. It's possible okay. that it could have been identified, like, months later. Uh-huh, by someone else. I, by someone else. But, I mean... 1001 tracklist doesn't notify you if you're not checking your page oh you don't know. oh so you got to be like looking probably weekly 
especially with weekly right. radio shows. But that's what song stats is for. Okay. Song stats will tell you. Song stats will tell you if you get playlisted on Spotify. This is how I found out that Kubrick supported me. Mm-hmm. I he supported me on his Spotify playlist. It'll notify you for Spotify playlists, Apple Music chartings, just all sorts of stuff like with your analytics and it just it just ups the game, you know? Yeah. It takes a lot of pressure off you. It does the it does the work of delivering it's, you this information. It's like it's kind of like an assistant out there in the virtual space looking at like giving you all the information that you need to know whether or not you're getting traction by bigger artists. Right. And plus on top of that, it gives you advanced analytics on record labels, advanced analytics on artists. So I was just Wait, so could you, I mean, you could you use song stats to start like scouting record labels to see like okay what record labels get the most support for newly released tracks and then correct and then, yes and then you can go okay this label looks really good let me go look at their instagram or facebook and see what they're doing for marketing okay this correct this pulls it all together then for the shit that i've talked about in the past where it's like do you self-release or do you sign with a record label and you've heard this from me a million times everyone who's listened to my radio or to my podcast has li- has heard this a million times as well. A record label is there to take seventy percent because they're funding your marketing. They're paying for a lot of that shit in the front end, and they want their investment back. They should have the audience. They should be able to meet those get get that audience for you. Most of them don't do that, which is why I think self releasing and learning a marketing plan on your own is even better. This just takes it to the next level though for artists to be able to then take that information if they know that if they know okay i need to find a good record label that has a good marketing plan use 1000 or use song stats to look at the data on their recent releases and see how well they're doing and can compare that to compare that though to like smaller artists like like look at the record labels that are signing a smaller artist to see okay are they actually getting legit plays are they getting playlists are they are they is the record label doing what they need to do for their smaller artists? Because most of you listening to this are probably relatively smaller artists, are probably not getting crazy playlists, probably not getting signed to crazy record labels, but want to. This gives you good information to then to then scout out labels, find the ones that are actually helping out smaller artists, and try to sign to those labels. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Mark, Mark Woods and I, we've done actually a couple tracks together. And we just, we finished our last track in April and we'd been looking through record labels for the last two months, you know, working with my, my management group and just kind of every time my management group came back with a, a recommendation to go for, you know, I would go on song stats, I'd look at the, the analytics tab and you only get a basic amount of analytics because they only allow the record label to see the full scale. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you see playlist reach, it'll give you how many playlists they are on at this very moment with all their music how many followers that has collectively. So I was looking at one record label. They had 18 million reach. Now, you can't take that at face value. It's not like they're going to get played 18 million yes, times. Yes. That's, that's just the scale of all their tracks on every playlist. Yeah. So if you land one playlist with a million followers, or a million, yeah, a million followers, you'll get one million there. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's obviously correct. It's, it's, it's purely for scaling purposes, I guess you could say. But it's it's really impressive, and you could use it for artists that you're looking to collaborate with. If you like see someone, they're like, "Hey, can we work on this together?" You can look into their you know analytics and say, "Oh wow, you could do X Y Z." And same with one thousand one track list, because obviously you're always trying to play up, unless unless you have like an idea that wow, this could be really really cool. 
you know that is so this okay this brings i mean first thing anyone listening to this download what download song stats on your phone right fucking now and get an account set up because good lord having that information especially if you just sign i i'm curious how many people are going to sign up today and be like get a notification that they were supported by a huge artist that they had no fucking idea I guarantee there are a lot of stories out there like that for people who have yet to download song stats, that they're going to download it and realize, oh, I got supported months ago, and they had no idea. Yeah, and the crazy thing is I, I advise everyone who has released music right now to look up your artist name on 1001 Tracklist. Like, I had been supported without knowing. Yeah. And, I mean, that was that was a really cool experience. There were a couple times, I mean... Some radio shows will hit you with a, hey, we're not playing your track, or hey, we've saved your track, we might play your track, and then there's some who will say, hey, we played your track. A big instant, or a big um, person who does it is Don Diablo's team. Whenever he runs his Hexagon radio show, they'll say, hey, we downloaded your track, it might get played. But you won't know until it actually ends up on 1001 track lists. So this saves a lot of steps. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Dude, this is badass. I think that's, I mean, I think we pretty much nailed it there. Is there anything else you wanted to, like, hit on with 1001 Trackless or Song Stats? I just think it's, um, it's such, I can't stop saying this because, I mean, I really truly believe it. You know, going from not using it to using it, it, it changes the game. It changes everything, you know. There's obviously palpable evidence that my music has been growing based on 1001 track lists. I went from two supports to six supports to nine supports and so forth, you know? So it's just a great tool to help you market your music. And everything I've said, you know, earlier, especially regarding using the reference tracks and using the, the database itself, it's just a great way to do things. And I can't stress this enough either. If you have a radio show, make sure your radio show gets track listed. I don't care if you have to ask somebody you know who has the, the track listing capability to track list it. If, if you want to get promo mail and you want record labels to you know, send you new music for your DJing or stuff like that, you just gotta, and Christian, I know you actually were the first person to give me um, a template for mm getting on promo lists yeah so like emailing record labels to try to get on yeah and i had been on a couple promo lists and you can stay for a little bit but they need to see evidence that yes they're they're getting something out of it so track listing is the way to do it yeah you're 100 percent right and, and this is why it is it is important i think it, part of that template that i did have was like hey i played this track I was wondering and if you I could... provided the evidence yeah. of the track list yeah. and the song. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it is true, though. A lot of record labels, if it, some of them before, now I'm sure it's changed now. With 1001 track list, I'm sure mo most record labels are now looking up the, this data on there. But previously, what it was was if you were on a if you were on a promo list, however their database is set up with, on the record label side. They can track all of the analytics of whether or not you opened an email that they sent you an email for a promo that, you know, if they send you a promo email with a track in it, they can track whether or not you open that email, if you click the link on that, or if you downloaded something from the email. So they can physically see whether or not you're actually, that's how they could, that how they were originally tracking supports is by whether or not you were downloading stuff and they would assume, okay, they're probably going to be playing this. Now, uh, one of the better ways to then provide that information to them is 
I had this whole system set up when I had my radio show where I would use a a program that I would basically my because my, my radio show would actually be played live in a like at a on an online radio show. So I was I was playing it live. I would set up my Twitter account and I would schedule t- tweets for the minute a track would play. And I would ha- I would have it all broken down and I would tag the artist, the record label and all that shit. So it was like additional like I don't know if record labels were actually checking that, but it was like still I was providing some proof if I was playing a promo track. But now definitely with 1001 track list, if you want promos and want to keep getting promos they need to see that fucking support because if they don't see that you're supporting them or they don't think you're supporting the tracks they just think you're freeloading music at that they will remove you from the promo list i've been removed from i I, the second i stopped doing my radio show i stopped responding to promo a lot of a lot of those promo emails too they want you to like give a rating for the track and review the track so again, that's also how they can kind of check to see if you're actually utilizing the promo list and if you're an active member on it. So, and when I stopped doing my radio show, over probably six months to a year, I stopped getting promo emails because they were they saw okay he's not downloading he's not opening we're gonna remove him. They clean up shop. They remove emails from lists that they don't want people to be a part of. So yeah, I like having that capability of actually uploading your track list, providing proof that you're actually supporting a track that uh, they promote to use. It's, it's right. just very valuable. I mean, it really is like a it's a burden of proof. Um, it, it just one thousand one track list just has a like a really impactful role in the music industry for dance music right now. And I, if you don't recognize that, you have to get on board. Because it's it's only going to benefit you. There is no there is a no net loss involved in getting involved with one thousand one track lists. So, like it's just you. There's only thing you can do is benefit from it, and it's free. Song stats is a monthly subscription, but one thousand one track oh, list is free. Okay, what's the cost for song stats? I think it's nine dollars a that's, month. That's not much. It's the, to get that to get that in for if you're trying to be fucking serious about this stuff and you're putting out music and you want to see your support yeah that might even be beneficial right now to just sign up for it and see right now if anything's happening and you can i'm sure you can cancel it and then check again in a few months or whatever right. you... yeah absolutely i mean i i've gone back and forth on it there are times where if i'm not pitching or i'm not releasing i'll i'll get off the plan for yeah. a couple months and then and then get hop back on when i'm ready to yeah. go again you know yeah. yeah yeah i'm sure there's tons of people that are doing that who just aren't putting out crazy amounts of music so Awesome, dude. Well, I think that that pretty much nails everything. Why don't you plug your stuff? You know, let us know if you if you have anything going on in terms of new releases coming up. If you have any releases right now, you want people to check out. But also, where can they where where can they see you, hear you, all that stuff? Well, and first and foremost, uh, I definitely would like you guys to give me a follow on Instagram. I uh, I do post uh, some occasionally entertaining content at uh mike vaughn dj but also i have a track coming out i think it's july 8th with uh andy snow hell yes on red ocean records so make sure to check that out titled goodbye it's a uh poppy like almost slap house track i know i i've fallen to the lowest echelon of dance music but uh 
What are you going to do? <laughs> I disagree. I love slap. I love pop. I used to hate pop. I love it now. But Yeah, it's... honestly, me too. I, I, it's grown on me. I have another one coming on too, too soon. It, 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 it's, it starts to grow on you, I feel like, as you get... If you're really into music, if you're really into producing, you usually start off pretty, like... Um, snobby. Snobby, yes. Pretty ignorant. And the more years you go through it, the more you respect songwriting... Yeah, you, you get like the process this, this, and you're like, this, wow, the sound design. The simplicity, and it's like this is so fucking simple, but I don't know how you make it that catching. So it's like the pop music is so difficult to write because it's so simple and it needs to always be catchy. And that's why it's very a very respectful genre in my opinion because it is insanely difficult to make something simple and catchy that you don't get sick of. And through the entire song, it's catchy. So yeah, but... Awesome, dude. Yeah, I'll I'll have all of your information in the show notes. So I'll have the you you know your Instagram, and then we'll I'll probably update the page later on once that track is released. That way, because people will probably be listening to this in a year. So yeah. Um, so don't, I'll definitely throw in my mix cloud in there too. Queued up Mike Vaughn, my radio show. If anybody ever wants to send promo my way, I run episodes every once in a while. So yeah. Sweet. That's a good way to get, get good way to get track listed. Hell yes. Yeah, you can get you can get legit support from Mike Vaughn. So that I'll be listening on 1001 track list. So sweet. Dude, Mike, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for hanging out and we'll talk soon. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. See ya. See ya.